0: we are bottom of the smash mountain and hopefully also in front of all the lovely faces at the genesis stream i say genesis with a t at the end the assist fundraiser to help the tournament organizers try to make a little bit back from all the damages they had to incur from postponing to the middle of april for the genesis 8 tournament and to go over memories nostalgia all that really fun stuff for a very very special guest melee's top 29 best melee player of all time sitting at 29th made it on the list let's go kevin pew pew you hopping on i really appreciate it how is it going
1: what's up jesse thanks for having me on again and uh i'm doing great as you said 29th best all time hopefully uh hopefully as the years go by i don't get kicked up too many spots and and hopefully i can i can hold on to top 30 if i can and We'll see about it, but uh, I'm doing really well and happy to be making my second appearance on the podcast, and I believe the last one that we did was almost exactly a year ago.
0: Yes, Uh, it was the middle or end of February in preparation of the Alston Melee Bender, and of course... Both of our ties right. to Austin Melee are very warm and familiar. They did an amazing top 10 doubles teams of all time. You and SFAT, the Fat team, landed at number one. Spoilers. Oh, I should have led with that. Go and watch the video anyway. It's it's really, really awesome. And that was a just, just as you were announcing your retirement from Melee. So it's almost been a year since you've also announced your retirement.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, what What was crazy is kind of like as... As I was getting ready to announce my retirement, there were a ton of content pieces that were coming out like right before then, and I just happened to appear in like three important ones. like there was uh, there was what uh, there was the Alston melee one, and then I believe there was a turndown for Walt about Apex, which was very important. and uh, shit, I'm, I'm trying to remember there was there was one other thing, but uh but yeah, just really blessed. And I I know we had talked about this when we weren't rolling, but I am really enjoying my time retired from competitive play. Obviously, I do miss being a part of that whole shebang and I'm not like fully removed from it yet. Uh, but but I've been enjoying watching from the sidelines and, and not feeling the pressure of having to practice and whatnot
0: training is a really big part of trying to stay relevant in melee because there are so many people who just play and play and play. Even if you have good routines of not playing too much, if you have good practice routines, you have partners that you can practice with for specific matchups, St- film study, having a coach like you and, and Bobby Siege, the coach over at CLG who still is with SVAT, if I am up to date on my info, that there's just so much that goes into it. It's not showing up and playing video games that some people might assume. So I was gonna ask you something to the effect of you're you're still playing, but you hadn't really yes, you hadn't really gone to a whole lot of events, mostly because of the pandemic, but also I think you had said you had tweeted around the time that you said Genesis Eight wasn't looking possible for you because of all the concerns around the Omicron variant that it was going to be your first big tournament back, just as a tournament viewer, as a as an attendee, just just the day pass stuff, no no com- competition, no brackets. But that was going to be like kind of a big step for you, and now you don't get to make it. How how does that feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, first off, it is what it is. Uh, You know, Omicron is going to do what it what it wants to do. Uh, But yeah, that was going to be a big milestone in in my career, and I believe actually we had talked about that those eleven months ago when I had said something like one of my goals is to attend a super major as a spectator and not as someone who's going to compete, no intention of money matches, not going to push myself at all. Just going to day drink, be a little degenerate and, and, and side vet. Uh, and, Let's go. and yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm bummed that it's not going to happen. Honestly, I'm really bummed, but it's, uh, it's, it's bittersweet because, uh, selfishly, I didn't want my track record of missing Genesis to To go uh, seven for eight because I've attended the past seven, and if I was gonna have to miss it and it not getting postponed, I was gonna actually have to miss the eighth one and that would have really
0: sucked. It would have been really bitter because there's not a big list anymore of people who've either attended or played in all of the Genesis tournaments. I mean, there's the popular ones like Mango and, and Hungrybox, but you could even start start to say Armada and then realize, oh, Armada wasn't at Genesis seven. Which is just a wild thing to consider. If I the Genesis that's Seven true. was early twenty twenty, so yeah, that's true. So not there as a single competitor at the very least. I I wouldn't actually off the top. No, he wasn't in doubles because that was um wasn't top two, wasn't top two. QFAT fat and um, um, uh, I want to say Plup and Mewtwo King, but I'm just drawing at straws there.
1: No, I I think you're right, and I think we lost them. Unfortunately, my my final. My final major, we ended up losing, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right about that, though. No Armada, and that's crazy to, to think about, because Armada is, like, synonymous with the Genesis story to me. Like, like, the Genesis story doesn't exist without Armada, pretty much what I'm saying, uh, and, and that's just crazy to think about.
0: But a great way to segue into the first Genesis is to talk about the way that it was sort of built up at the time. There was a lot of momentum being generated from events like Revival of Melee, and I think Pound 3 or 4 had already happened by the time Genesis 1 rolled around. Yeah, Pound 3. Gotcha. Thank you. And so... When you get to Genesis and all of a sudden it's almost 300 people showing up for singles, over 200 for for, for doubles, excuse me. I was, let's say competitors, for, for doubles. And it's in California, so that's very close for you. You're actually able to go and I remember you saying tournaments and attendance for you was spotty because you know you're young at the time and <laughs> your right. parents are saying wait a minute you want to go you want to go where how far for how many days and wait a whole weekend but you were able to go to Genesis 1 so for you like what was it like when you realized I'm actually going to get to go to this
1: oh uh, well first off it was surreal um not so surreal because I was going to come Heat, but more so because I was going to be able to meet these people. I, I honestly by that time I didn't have big ambitions for like my competitive career like I was still largely more so a fan of everything um, and you know as we talk about this tournament uh, so also grows like my my intense intense fucking fandom for Smash and, and this weekend like honestly changed my life um, from what I saw and the storylines that I saw unfold on on that weekend, literally the most life changing weekend I think I've ever had. Um, and and to to back it up a little bit to talk about going to this tournament uh, and and how apprehensive my parents were about it. So to give context, I live about an hour, fifteen hour and a half from where it was being held. Luckily, it was being held in the summer. So, didn't have school, so I could attend all the days, but my parents didn't feel good about us like staying in a hotel with a bunch of strangers and shit. So, what we ended up doing is there like we have like this this old school, old school like minivan Previa and it looks like a green egg and I'll I'll show you a picture right now and we just <laughs> packed everyone in that car. Everyone being like S fat, myself, my coach Bobby um, wasn't wasn't our coach at the time, Uh, and it was it was crazy. Uh, You know there were also a few others like like Zach's brother L. If you have all heard of him, you should have heard of him. Uh, And yeah, I just sent you a picture of this previa, the family car, and uh, they drove us to and from the venue each and every single day and uh it it was it was amazing
0: wow that's so cool that's that's what you're rolling up in you get out you go yeah 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 what's up oh my gosh that's awesome
1: (laughs) yeah we're we're carrying two crts out of that thing too and (laughs) and uh yeah and we're tiny man this is in 2009 so i just finished like freshman year of of high school so that would be um can't really do math. Maybe I was thirteen. <laughs> maybe I was fourteen.
0: But very young, like very young.
1: Yeah, super duper young. Um, and when when I was in the Smash scene, I was known as like the baby. There was a joke where I was that I was twelve for three years. Oh. uh Because <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, like I still look super young right now. But but even back then, you know, I was like, I was like a fucking child. And so <laughs> yeah, two thousand nine. That's thirteen years ago.
0: Okay, but in fairness, I mean, I think Armada might have possibly been around the 16 age mark. Mango was not 20. Yeah. He was probably like 18, 19, and there were, you know, you weren't like the the only young-ish person. Like, uh, by a lot of standards, a lot of the New Blood who were going to be making big waves in the near future were sort of at that Genesis tournament. I mean, right, you, and you were active on Smashboards and everything, so you know that you're going, you're rolling up in the green egg of awesome, and you're trying to enter in the event so do you want to talk about your placements at all do you want to just skip that for now until it's a no no
1: we can totally talk about it (laughs) because it's it's short and it's sweet i didn't even make it out of pools (laughs) right uh yeah i ended up losing to uh shit let's see so it was it was round robin pools i ended up losing to nes noob the late nes noob who who passed away maybe about eight years ago uh rest in peace uh, I ended up losing to a Luigi player named Pac Man. Uh, and there were a few others. But uh, but yeah, I, I was pretty sad. I wasn't like torn up about it. But the moment I finished my my pools, I went and I was like, all right, I'm going to go play some friendlies. Like, you know, that was my first major or whatever the hell. We didn't even call it a major back then. Um, and I ended up sitting at a TV with Kage and Axe. I had no idea who the fuck these guys were. But I started playing him and I think I beat Kage in the first game and they're both like, Whoa, like you're really good. Like, how did you do in pools? Like, oh, I literally just drowned. Like that, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh <laughs> I also had really bad tournament rares back then. But uh but yeah, my singles ends there, got like fucking like I don't know, like eightieth place. And then uh, in doubles, uh, Zach and I make it somewhat far. Maybe get like 17th, 25th. Could probably look it up somewhere. But we ended up losing to Scar and Dark on Corneria. And that shows you how old we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but that's a tough stage, if, it, if especially for Martha, I imagine, kills off the top. Wait, hold on, but Scar would have played Falcon. Who would have Dark played?
1: Dark played Jigglypuff. Dark <laughs> is actually someone that I, I want to shout out as being one of the best, most underrated doubles players of all time. So I have said this before on the Twitterverse. I'm going to say it again right now. Shout out to Dark.
0: Shout outs. Wait, Scar TV up with a puff at Genesis one. And I know because I've been studying up on top eight single stuff for a video that I'm making for this event is also Scar got double eliminated by puff in final bracket because he finished around you know, like fifth or sixth place or whatever it was. They played tiebreakers tiebreakers back then.
1: Yeah. Don't let him, don't <laughs> let him hear you say, or whatever it was. He will tell you that he got fifth and, and not sixth at, at Genesis. <laughs> um that actually wasn't a standard thing that was that was a genesis only thing so that we could figure out um like tiebreakers and so we could see who could make more money it was essentially just a way to get more hype matches out of the already eliminated players um and so i believe scar loses to Mewtwo king for a sixth place sorry scar <laughs>
0: but the people the people I mean I thought of it as fifth in my brain but I, I when I was looking it up I was like why sixth wait there's a seventh and eighth they must have played tiebreakers which yes to to that point I feel like that could be really fun it's just that everybody's sort of built and conditioned as soon as they're out in losers they're like I am nope I'm done for the night yes. I'm not I'm not playing any more melee or at least in I need theory, a break.
1: in theory it sounds fun in practicality when you're dealing with smash players who are competitors and they just want to win moment they lose, they don't want to play anymore. I guarantee (laughs) you that. So, yeah.
0: And maybe you didn't necessarily know how big the stage was. Nobody's calling it a major. It's just a big-ass tournament or however it was described at the time. So for you, being your first major, I mean, that's not necessarily what you're taking in. What's standing out to you the most as you're walking around the venue and trying to play friendlies and meeting people like Kage and Axe?
1: Yeah. Shit, man. The biggest thing is being able to meet these people and see these people. I wouldn't say I went up to people and I like met them very aggressively. I was like very shy and like very introverted as a kid and and didn't really want to just be involved with, with any of that socializing, but I just wanted to go watch people play. So, you know, some of the people that I know who were on like my I need to watch this player playlist, number one, Mango. Number two, Music King. I ended up playing him. He foresaucked me. Um, Dark Rain, G-Reg, uh people who were making crazy, crazy fucking combo videos. And it was always like, is this player good or is he just like really stylish? And so like when I went and I saw G-Reg, I was like, Oh, this guy's good. Like this guy's fucking good. Uh same with Dark Rain. I was like I was like, Yeah, like I watch all their VODs, but I don't know how good they are, like because I've only ever played the West Coast players. Um, and so, like, anyone from the East, anyone from the Midwest, I wanted to watch them play. It also just so happened that uh, there were so many, like, Europeans there who I didn't really know. Uh, I only knew about Armada, barely. Uh, and and the only other European players that I'd ever heard about were um, Amsa. Not to be confused with Yoshi Amsa. Sheik uh, Amsa.
0: With an H. Uh, AMSA Tech, AMSA. Amsa yeah.
1: tech. yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and yes, so so seeing like Armada and Aniolis, that was...
0: I'm just wondering, just to make sure, are you still with me? Because you went silent there for just a second. Oh, oh yes, I am. You're coming through. You are coming through. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So on the last day, on the Sunday, what do you remember from... I'm assuming that you stayed to watch Top 8 and everything. Did you actually get to do that?
1: Yeah. They didn't watch the whole fucking thing. And that was legendary as fuck, dude. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. That was the best thing I've ever seen. Best, before we can call it esports, best esports experience of my entire fucking life. And And I've ranked these in my life. Number one, Genesis 1. By far, nothing comes close. Number two, Top Esports Experiences. Probably gotta be when Cloud Nine beat FaZe at the Boston Major in Counter-Strike. And then number three was when I made top eight for the first time in Evo. But like that Genesis one, I wasn't even involved. That was the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And it's it's just because it, it just felt enormous and it felt like it was so much bigger than me. And and let me tell you, the the expectation going to this tournament was Mango number one, Mute King number two. Dishes was number three, and oh my god, it it did not play out like that at all. If I'm going off the top of my head, there that was upset, fucking city, dude. Like, Armado playing against DeShiz was De was known to be the the peach slayer. Like, he is the peach slayer, and goes like what, like five games, and he loses. We're like, no way, like there's no way that Shiz just lost to a peach player. This is fucking crazy to me, and then you know we're thinking like, oh, but but he gets like he and Lamb Chops are so good against Peach and and all that, and then we're like, okay, well he's fi- he's facing Mewtwo King next, you know that's a good matchup for Marth. There's no way that that Armada wins uh, against Mewtwo King. Nail biter set, I think that also went five games, uh, and and Armada beats Mewtwo King, and we're like, there's no way Mewtwo King, the second best player in the world like actually loses to this european like i have not heard of this guy outside of this weekend uh and then we're like okay okay he he's on a tear but surely he doesn't beat mango and then mango plays him and he fucking beats mango four games maybe maybe five games and we're like holy shit like this dude just made it to like grand fucking finals like this is crazy like he just beat north america's top three and this is just like some european dude we're like dude this is like our first big tournament that involves like the whole world. And like, there's a lot of regional pride at this time. And so we're like, fuck that. Like, like this is like (laughs) USA, like fuck all that shit. Like, like, let's go mango. Yo, anyone like just step up, like beat this, beat this guy who's come in here as like this foreign challenger. He's so solid and he's doing things we've never seen. And it's just amazing, dude. Uh, Aside from like Armada's journey as well, it was like a huge breakout tournament for hungry box uh if you don't know the was in hungry box from the same region and uh when it when it came to the world stage hungry box ends up beating the was dude and we're just like this is crazy like like we didn't know like he had this in him and and we're seeing all these like emergent stars and uh, it was just fucking crazy man and and yeah yeah, I'm going to throw it back over to you before I just st- keep going on this tangent.
0: <laughs> no, it, what, what was interesting was that Armada and Mewtwo King in Winter Semis was supposed to go to game five, but they played it out as a best of three. And by the way, they counterpicked back to FD. And like Homemade Waffles on the mic is going, wait, 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 whoa, why are they going back to FD? Because game one was played on FD and Mewtwo King won that. Then Armada won game two on Mute City, I think it was. And then they right, counterpicked right. back mm-hmm. to to fd but and so the announcer goes hey D, uh dsr dsr somebody somebody asked armada does anybody know swedish like that kind of thing like he, did somebody tell him he doesn't have to go back to fd because everybody knows how much muta king loves final destination right going there for counter pick and of course it's best of three so you definitely don't want to acknowledge or sorry throw aside dsr but they agreed to go back to that stage apparently that's what that's what uh homemade waffles was saying on the mic anyway
1: crazy i i didn't know that uh i guess i'm I'm remembering it wrong i'm glad that you're nardwaring me right now but um i i think i actually said that last time we talked i do you do you remember that I, yeah I, I, brought it I, I
0: did check out nardwar by the way it was a fun it was a fun compliment because i thought could i try and pull this off like give a present to somebody and ask them really insane, like, awesome counter-logical questions. Uh, that's my best Nardwar. It's been a while.
1: <laughs> no, no. You, you're you Nardwaring right now. I, I think that's a verb that, that you're owning right now. Um, <laughs> but no, I didn't know that. What's cool about that set, there was a moment in that that, like, really, like, changed me. And that was when Mute King literally survives a forward throw. And... Uh, Homemade Wolf was like, that's the best CI I've ever seen. I was like, wow, that is the best CI I've ever seen. I was like, anyone could do that. Like, I'm gonna try to get my recovery to be good. And and that was like a moment that like flipped a switch in my head. Uh so that that was interesting. I actually didn't know that they played BO3 though. That's uh that's dumb.
0: But it was meant to be because what we got out of Grand Finals for Genesis 1... I mean, there's a video that somebody took. They were technically filming a brawl-friendly. But in the background, you could see everyone standing up for that last stock situation on Game 4 of Set 1 of Grand Finals when Mango hits the rest. It's all history from there. Although it is fun to think that last game in Set 2 was actually... Armada counterpicking to a blue fox and not a red fox for some reason, but his peach was cooked by that point. It was just, it was, it was slaughter. But after that read, it's just sort of, you could kind of see that and seeing that play out in such like, I want to say it was like very much a storybook thing to, to see all the sort of different narratives of our, you know, mango's the best in the U S and here comes this relatively unknown player from Europe. I mean, Europe knows Armada, but the U S is about to find out who exactly he is. And it is, insanity that he's in winner's side of grands, but then mango brings it all back and wins anyway defends U.S. Mm -hmm. the u.s and defends like america being the quote-unquote best country and for at least for the melee player sphere so really really cool i'm just interested from like your perspective like how far away you were from that or if like you're just you don't even care you're just watching and you're going nuts like everybody else
1: uh i'll describe the setting because i remember it fucking vividly uh so we're in Antioch in the summer it's hot as hell and the room is like pitch black except for the the projector at at the front um and it's dark as hell they got fans going in in every corner of the room and people are sweating their their fucking asses off um literally the whole melee side is watching the top eight from the start of the top eight Actually, from from the from like the end of what's well, the t- the cutoff that we do now? Top thirty-two, top sixteen. Uh, funny about that. When that top sixteen ended, we were supposed to segue into brawl being up there on the stage, and everyone, you know, Bobek actually makes an announcement. He goes, like, announcement: we're gonna have fucking brawl on on the main stage and everyone goes boo fuck brawl uh and then like you know i was like oh come on fuck that you know because amazing mailer is just being played and then from from pocket of the room you start hearing fuck brawl fuck brawl and then everyone around <laughs> Everyone around the the whole venue is like fuck brawl fuck brawl and then like everyone like turns to the brawl side and they're like chanting chanting fuck brawl at these brawl players. I'm like, dude, this is fucked up. Like this is mean. And like we're just we're still chanting fuck brawl. I might have I might have thrown in a fuck brawl there because fuck brawl at the time, not not fuck brawl today, fuck brawl at the time. And we're just chanting at these dudes and I look over to the TO desk and there's Bobek. and he's just looking over at Helenic and, and he's just like it's like I, like what do we do what do we do and you know what they did they put melee back up there baby yes let's go <laughs> and so uh melee melee was was still being played up there and then top eight starts and the name of the emotion in the room is fucking anxiety dude we did not want this european guy to win it's like skinny tall european dude plays peach he's like a fucking alien because he like is so robotic and he's just so much more well composed than all of the US players. And uh, we just didn't want him to win at all. And so, you know, it gets down to that grand finals. I'm like in the, the thick of the sea of people. And I'm just like with with my homies, uh, with like my high school homie. Uh, I don't even think Zach was there next to me. But like, you know, it's a slow matchup. Puff versus Peach is a really slow matchup. And, and Mango's like losing. He's like very visibly losing. He starts bringing it back in, in that that fourth game of the first set of Grand Finals coming from losers. We talked about that read. That is the best read in Smash fucking history and I stand by that. That was that was the the winner, you know, that that got his major win in 2009 and to put into perspective for Mango, he's the only player in Smash history to have won a major in 3 decades. 2009 he wins pound in genesis 2010s name name any of them okay then he goes wins big house wins wins uh whatchamacallit smash summit
0: Summit 11 yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so fucking amazing uh to go back to that that set though uh another rest happens in the fifth game of the first set and that was mango like doing a, a tight dash dance armada rolling into it i have heard i have heard from europeans i guess there there were some whispers that come through and and please adam if if you ever ever listen to this please please confirm or deny uh did you roll into that rest purposely i i've heard that oh. he rolled into that rest on purpose to give mango a false sense of confidence and if that's what? true If okay okay right that's what i'm saying if that's true you're a fucking genius because he starts bringing that shit back yes hard
0: yes dude
1: yeah and so yeah adam someone send this to adam please confirm or deny i have to fucking know like this is this is one of those things that like is an unsolved mystery for like over a decade
0: You've you've played against Armada, of course, obviously a lot in doubles, and hopefully at some point in singles bracket. Hopefully you had the uh, be- privilege of being able to play against Armada. is a very good opponent, yeah. and we don't get to see Armada play anymore in the modern era and like the post-slippy era. So that's that is a shame. But back in that time, however you want to go back to whether it was in that moment watching him play against America's best players and, and going through every single one of them, including Mango and winners leading up to grands. Like, you, you mentioned how composed he was even back then, and that is something that you can see so clearly from, like, all the sets that he played. It seemed like every time he's in a top eight, super composed, would pop off at crucial moments because he understands when those moments are most dire and when he needs to show up and get a clutch moment versus whoever get, he's playing against. But that is that, that play style seemed to come through even back then. That seems clear to you, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um he what's funny is he redefines the term robot that that uh that nickname was given to Mewtwo King Music King is known as the robot but then we watch Armada play like this guy is more refined he's got a better head on his shoulders in terms of like his his mental fortitude and his punishes are even more like like to the point like i don't know how else to describe it but uh it's it's like raw power and and he knew exactly what he needed to do and uh <laughs> at that moment i was like we need to think about like this nickname that we've given Mewtwo king i i think we might be we might have to give it to armada um but i think i think armada's nickname as as years went on Grew to be the beast no one really calls him that though
0: anymore (laughs) what about Terminator I would want to call him the Terminator just because of how like surgically precise he can be but also he can be just a monster like he'll tear you apart and smile afterwards because he won and that's what he had to do to win literally tear somebody apart and just make them feel like I can't play this game anymore
1: yeah yeah he was a very stoic competitor but uh, the first time I actually ever saw him like super pop off was when he won Genesis too i remember he's sitting next to mango we got mango right here in this chair and like (laughs) he gets the last hit and he stands up and he just fucking like like flexes on him he's like ah like right over him and and like i remember i i turned over to brandon i was like damn like did this dude just like pop off and like yell in in mango's ear he's like yeah i think he did i was like okay dude like shit go (laughs) off dude uh yeah i think I think, uh, you know, nicknames aside, that guy is an absolute fucking legend. And we had no idea how blessed we were to, like, have him in our lives when we did.
0: Because having a player from Europe who had such an early showing of dominance and coming back to the U.S. for tournaments subsequently, it took a little while, took a couple of tries, but eventually it starts just sweeping up everything and has very dominant streaks where everybody goes wait, who's getting second to Armada today in top eight? Like, that's was the feelings at different times. Mango had those periods of time. Hungerbox, of course, had those periods of time. And it, it's really interesting once those big streaks go of like, oh my gosh, this, this player's like low-key kind of killing the game kind of drama. But then, of course, the upsets always happen. Mango pulled it off on that day. So with Mango winning and... Yes, even winning that game five in the first set of grands, because, like you said, it was last stock, last hit. Like, there were a couple of hits that Armada got in where Puff goes off the screen. I can't believe how close Mango yes. got to losing game five after getting I that rest know, in game dude. four. That was insane. I know.
1: It, it was unbelievable. And, and the anxiety was mounting in that room. Uh, I, I'm just so happy that Mango <laughs> ended up winning it. Uh, and, and what I was saying, going back to what I was saying about, like, how I became, like, the ultimate fan after watching that, just being able to be in that room, being at, like, the center of, like, that fucking electric fucking, like, maelstrom of just, like, testosterone and emotions and, like, blood, sweat, and tears, all that shit, you know, just being in the middle of it and, like, really being a part of it, I was like, dude, like, this is special. Like, I can't believe I gotta go to Chinese school next week because, like, that's gonna be a fucking buzzkill compared to this week. Like, like, oh I, dude, dude, at that point I was like, I can't get enough of this. Like, I immediately went home watching, like, mad videos. Like, watching as many videos as I fucking can. Like, trying to get a taste of that again. And I was just like, I cannot fucking wait until the next one. And, like, and at that point, you know, I'm watching all this happen and it's all so surreal. Like, there's so many emotions going into me as well because I'm like, first off, I really want Mango to win. Like, I'm a huge fucking Mango fan, but I'm like, like you know, maybe someday I could do this. Like, maybe someday I could be, like, on this stage. And, and like, I, I wonder how I would feel being in that position. Uh, granted, I've never made it to grand finals of, of a major, but being up there on that stage, uh, nothing like what I had imagined at such a young age, but, like, that mystery... And and just being a part of that whole thing was so, so fucking amazing and so life-changing. And I don't even have the right words for it because it was just so fucking electric. And I just still remember the way that I felt being in there, young-ass kid, fucking, like, standing on a chair and, like, looking over, like, these tall-ass dudes for this, this video game. And uh, at that point in time, you know, everyone's telling you video games aren't shit. I'm like, dude, like, like, fucking try telling me that after seeing that like that was life-changing
0: it would be obviously one of like a like to put it on the list it would be near the top of the list for me if i could go back somehow and make better decisions with my life and get out there to california somehow as like a 14 or 13 year old so i was born in 95 so in 2009 i would have been going on 14 yeah in that in that summer
1: I, i was born in 94 so i've only got one year on you
0: no worries, no worries. We're starting to get to that point now though, right? Cuz in 2020, 1990 was 30 years prior, so we're we're getting there.
1: That's true. Yes. Yeah.
0: We're literally closer to 2050 than 1990 now. Something like that, right? Anyway, all, Damn, we're getting bad. we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, I just went there my camera. Oh, never mind. We're back. The camera's back. The camera's back. Let's go. Cool. So, that doesn't happen again though that feeling of you saying oh my gosh i need to be back at this genesis i need genesis 2 to come around right now and of course i'm sure everybody was clamoring like when's it going to be the next one it's going to be the same time next year and it wasn't actually until 2011 two years later yeah, two years you we
1: had to wait for that shit
0: <laughs> but the announcement happened for it if i was looking at the Smashboards correctly earlier i think it was like in august or september of 2010 like there was a big lead up to genesis 2 when it was originally announced on smash wars like okay you want to be able to make it back to this event we are setting this out so that people can really really make sure that they can make this event and make it to the next big one and genesis 2 2011 summer again back in that venue like that that's what it was the same place in antioch in california right
1: yep same venue same sweaty ass venue in july (laughs)
0: And now you're a little bit more of an informed player. I mean, you can talk about things that happened in between if you wanted to sort of lead up to Genesis two, but oh yeah, there's 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 just so much more. Like the stakes have gone up, all that kind of stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, so there's a few talking points that I want to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, one is is the social dynamic around my life. Uh, so you know, Genesis one ends. I'm all in on on being. In this Smash community and 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 all that, so I'm starting to go to more locals and whatnot. Uh, and like I just like have totally like bought in on on the Smash community and like I'm friends with a ton of the people now and I'm super familiar with them. Like I've had a lot of like community members like come into my home, you know, meet my parents so my parents can understand like who these people are and and whatnot. And and also I'm I'm getting older too. Like I maybe I think I'm in my junior year of of high school at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior year, uh, just finished junior year. So I'm, I'm much older and, you know, I'm like, okay, this time around, I'm gonna stay in the hotel. I'm gonna stay with everyone else, you know? And back then we used to cram like 13 people in a hotel room, which we did. Uh, (laughs) and you know, aside from, you know, that's, that's where we were at like socially. So, you know, a little less on the reins of my parents and more independent and on my own. Uh, in in terms of the tournament, though, there was already a sense of like legacy. Uh, you know, sure, there have been pounds. Pound, pound was the legacy tournament at the time. But Genesis, we're like, this is the sequel to the greatest of all time. and And I had already made up my mind like this is gonna be the greatest tournament of all time. And it still is. Um, and so you know, we go into the second one, and it's amazing, dude. it's it's super amazing because I get. You know, I get to fight a little bit for my own now. Uh, and I'm not so much there as a fan. First time I was there, a lot of like fandom. This time, like, I have instead of the list of people I want to watch, I got the list of people that I want to destroy. Hell yeah. You know, there's a bunch of people who I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm whooping his fucking ass. I'm going to get a taste of this. You know, I'm going to see what this guy's all about. I don't think this player's that good. I'm going to see how I do against him. You know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, player that. That really impressed me at at Genesis Two and Friendlies was Cactar, dude. I could not beat that guy. I could not fucking beat that guy. Um, he he was amazing, and and he was a guy who I didn't think was like super amazing. Uh, just watching his YouTube videos, you know, I watched him was like, oh yeah, I could beat this guy. We play in Friendlies. I maybe won one out of ten. Uh, <laughs> and and so yeah. Uh, <laughs> that guy was, was great. Uh, in terms of like my bracket did much better I Don't exactly. Remember where I ended up landing. I did think pretty some, well in well. somewhere
0: in the 25th range for singles. I didn't look at it for doubles. Although it's really? funny. I, I keep forgetting to look at doubles for you, Kevin. I'm sorry. Uh, no
1: worries. No worries. Uh, I think, I think there, um, I get eliminated by fly. I want to say, um, flaminita was like a marth slayer at that point and he locked me down he played great uh i wasn't salty or anything at the end of it fought really fucking hard uh and and yeah it was a great tournament experience like when i got eliminated i was like dude like i did great uh i felt really good about it immediately went to go play some friendlies um and yeah in terms of how that top 8 went on much less clear to me than how the genesis one top eight was uh but i do remember the grand finals was also extremely anxiety indeed because i want mango to win and he ended up losing that one man so that was fucking wild let me
0: see let me see if i can uh, jog a few memories here so okay uh, first of all we have taj in winner's finals and he gets there because he oh beats mango God
1: that's fucking right <laughs> oh my god mango whooped his ass dude oh my god mango oh my god fighting <laughs> them playing in losers finals was an ass whooping dude that was in a legendary legendary fucking ass whooping taj no fucking hard feelings you know how it is but goddamn, i've never seen any player get exploded as hard as that god damn
0: I just don't know how we get to that point, though, because in the winner's final set, it's game three. It's tied one game apiece. And Mango's, like, you know, lost game one and solidly won game two and is trying to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm not messing around here. You know, I want to play Marta, But he's up three stocks to one. And Taj makes the comeback on Battlefield by getting two really good gimps, you know, kind of almost mute to king esque if you will, or, or PPMD later, you, Zane. You get it. Like, it looks really amazing even for back then of just how all of a sudden Taj wins game three wins game five is moving on to winner's finals to play against Armada but then the crazy weird stuff happens because by this point Armada and Hungrybox already timed out game one of their set it was really weird Young Link was starting to become a chore for everybody to watch the Jigglypuff Jigglypuff versus Young Link and then yep. And you Winners'
1: Young Link in Genesis
0: 2? Yes. That was, that was the game one Dreamland tie right. timeout where Hungrybox is trying to fly away and Armada goes to the Young Link up B and is 1% short one of hit. the tie. Yep. Yeah. But in Winners' Finals, Taj yeah. versus Armada, the first two games are Mewtwo, uh, Mewtwo versus peach it's it's taj's Mewtwo versus armada's peach and homemade waffles on the mic is just going like oh man oh and by the way you're on the mic too a little bit here and there you're oh, so sort of yeah. nearby the commentary station let's talk about that dude
1: yeah uh that wasn't intentional like that's that's me like chilling at the commentary desk because nowadays there's the stage and behind the stage is where all the commentators are and it's very closed off but before there was a stage and then there was the commentary desk and friendly stations right next to it. So I'm actually sitting like near the friendly stations at the end of that row, just watching. And then Brandon every now and again, just has the mic and he's like, what do you think about this? You know, I'm like, Oh dude, this is fucking crazy. You know, you know, and it's (laughs) like, I wasn't intentionally on, on commentary whatsoever, but, but uh, I was just there, you know, by circumstance. Um, So yeah, that, that was wild.
0: And then, yes, the loser's final set, legendary, one of the few 2-0 victories ever, because after the second game, it's a, such a f- solid four-stock whooping that Taj just quits. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm happy yeah. with third. Thank you. Or thank you all. And then it is the more modern matchup, what everybody's used to seeing in terms of the right. Mango Armada legacy. It's Peach versus Fox. And... It's it's electric. It's a game five set, and a lot of people still look upon that as like a uh, really meta changing and really pivotal to the history of melee because Definitely. that's that's Armada's first Genesis win. It's his first U.S. tournament win or U.S. tournament major. I have to assume that he played at least in a couple of little tinier things along the way. But anyway. That, that was, was the meaningful one, that was the that was the big one for him, and like you said, mm-hmm. that whole pop off where he's like, <gasps> "Yeah, I got you, I got you, finally." I mean, uh, yeah. watching it in the metagame doc uh, it was like it was very emotional because like you could see how much that win meant to him. That picture where Definitely. he's holding the championship belt and that mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so happy. He's like, "I destroyed him!" Yes, <laughs> yeah,
1: and that was like his way of saying like, "Like you got me." I got you. Genesis 3. Let's see about it. And Genesis 3, man. Oh my god, they make us fucking wait, dude.
0: 5 it's... years. 2011 to 2016, dude. Oh my god, that's
1: crazy. And oh my god. Yeah, they made us fucking wait. And we're we're just rubbing our hands the whole time. We're like, like, oh yeah, sure. These guys have played each other a good amount of times in these 5 years, but that's not that's not Genesis. We got a tiebreaker to settle, you know. And we're just waiting the whole fucking time, you know. And uh, had it not been for Evo, I don't think Genesis would have come back. I think Evo really put us back on the map in terms of like mainstream uh, esports audience, and and even just like being accepted into the fighting game community. We were kind of just like in our own bubble. Evo kind of made us relevant in that front, and then you know the documentary comes out, and then you know we're suddenly. The cool kids, which is just so fucking weird to me, because we're you know the whole time we're outcasts. You know, the cool kids are the Starcraft players and the Halo players and, and whatnot. Uh we're the side tournament that happens at MLG and and then suddenly we're we're the front page people and and people love us and you know, like League of Legends streamers look up to us and, you know, a bunch of other fighting game players really like Smash Bros. and it's kind of you know a lot of other esports titles and esports professionals like you know if i could be great at one game it would be melee and like at that time i'm just like y'all are fucking weird like (laughs) from when i started like this is not how we felt uh and no complaints here obviously because you know i love where we're at these days
0: yes and to lead up to genesis 3 uh So many different things look different. I mean, at this point, PPMD was not quite in his hiatus just yet because that would happen at EVO 2016, so that was later in the year. But by by this point, Hungrybox is like starting to win events. It's pushing beyond that five territory where he's sort of gatekeeping the five gods for a little while, would usually lose to a combination of them, but was starting to win tournaments at this point. And so people were thinking, okay, so maybe Hungrybox can do something here. And in fairness, Hungrybox finished top top. Eight top four, I think in well, yeah, third at Genesis one, something like fourth at Genesis two, and so that's a big threat. But of course, like you said, everybody wants the rematch, and the way that it happens is once again ridiculous because Armada marches into grands on winner's side, and Mango has to march out of losers yet again. Like it's it's the same formula, and it's so yes, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It makes you think that it's a script, but it's just real life. It is destiny. It's Armada versus Mango, and this time it starts off a little differently because it's not Fox Peach. I think the first set was mostly was mostly Fox Dittos, if I recall correctly. It wasn't until the okay. second set that I don't uh, remember that that Armada. Uh, okay. That Armada says, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop this right now." and Yes, in, game, in, in Grands 2, and set 2 of Grands, things were a little bit different. But you can talk about it because you were there. I do not want to summarize this too much. I want you to tell the story a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, I was there. Um, this happened in San Jose, not, not Antioch, even closer to where I live now. It um, happens in San Jose in the... What is the name of it? It's, it's like a fucking opera hall and it it feels amazing dude such an upgrade from from the previous venue and you know everyone is like on their feet like and it's like bleacher seating that you know ascends up like it's a fucking you know coliseum uh and people are just on their feet and it's like random people like fucking hugging each other mangoes like making this fat comeback like all throughout losers bracket just doing ridiculous ass shit, you know, beating all the players who who have stood in his way, and you know maybe he didn't have like a a great record on these players all year, and he goes in and he just he whoops them, you know, and he he makes it all the way back. Um, I don't actually remember how that grand finals played out. What I what I want to say is Mango lost Steam and and loses in three games. So is that correct?
0: Yeah, first set was 3-1 in favor of Mango and then set 2 3-1 in Armada's favor. Just yeah, run out of oh, steam. Okay.
1: There was a reset. Okay.
0: Yeah, there was. For Genesis 3. It was it was not that way mm-hmm. in Genesis 4. I'll just put it that way.
1: Okay. I, yeah, maybe Genesis 4 <laughs> is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, that was amazing. Um that is probably the Genesis that I remember least vividly. It's the furthest it's the furthest away. Uh, but that definitely felt like it was a tiebreaker and, and the whole whole fucking like theater of people are like all in on mango i just remember like after the whole set uh i i leave and like my girlfriend's like dude why are you like your shins bleeding what the fuck or i don't think it was my girlfriend i think it was just it was, it was one of the one of the people's like dude your shins are like bleeding what and it was I was like jumping around like a fucking maniac and like crashing into the row in front of me of chairs, and like I had like mad bruises and shit on my shins. I was like, "Dude, what the fuck just happened?" <laughs> like, like, like dude, this is like a a sporting event, you know, like people are getting fucking ignorant and and it's it's just getting crazy, man. um but yeah, incredible, incredible stuff amazing, amazing tournament too um and also like to speak on myself by that point i'm like a contender um to make like you know a deep run and i always wanted to make like a top eight at genesis and i don't think i made it for that one i think i made it to i think i made it to one top eight at genesis yes you did yes okay cool
0: right so we can jump ahead to genesis six, six here because by now genesis is an every year event january everybody knows it's coming With Genesis 3 coming back, everybody was going, like, oh, finally. And then it validates. Everybody goes, okay, it's definitely happening. So we get to 2019. This is Genesis 6. You start off in Winner's Semis versus Hungrybox. And what's amazing is that, yes, Mango was technically supposed to be there, loses to Magi earlier in the bracket, if I recall correctly. And you just kind of cruise your way in there, and you have this nice little call-out of just being like, you know, really excited to play against hunger box. i'm gonna beat him i'm gonna beat him you walk into you walk onto the stage you like raise your hands you're like let's go and the whole crowd's like yeah let's go woo.
1: yeah that's my fucking hometown dude i know that crowd's got my back and i remember uh there's hungry box. he the announcer whoever it was brings hungry box out first i think hunger goes and sits brings me out second and you know i'm just milking the crowd like a motherfucker you know i'm just like it's like like come on like fucking you know scream my name you know one time and you know everyone's going fucking crazy i'm like making eye contact with the people in the crowd you know really trying to bring (laughs) him up and hungry box just has the fattest smile on his face he's like dude let's fucking do this i'm like i'm like dude fuck yeah man people give hungry box a bad rap dude that guy is such a fucking warrior like like, I, I had the whole crowd on my side, and, and, you know, Bucks and I have that history where I made that fat upset on him, my, probably my best win in my career, um, and he's just so happy to play, dude, like, he, he and I sit down, we're just both, like, so happy to play, I was like, dude, this is fucking amazing, like, I love this, and, uh, and yeah, that, that was a great moment, he beats me pretty, pretty bad, I think, but it was, it was still great, still great being there, and, and uh you know after uh he and i he and i have have always been good at like seeing eye to eye on on a uh, kind of like respecting each other as competitors uh i've never been one to like vocally like shit on on hungry box i've always like really respected him as a player and you know even though he's been like a rival of of you know my coast um I would I would say it's similar to like how I feel about LeBron James as as a Warriors fan. We, you know, for context on on that metaphor for people who don't follow the NBA, uh, the Warriors faced LeBron James in in the finals for four straight years. And Warriors fans fucking hate that guy. Um, and hated him for a super long time. But after we saw him for that fourth time, like, dude, I have nothing but respect for this guy. I cannot bring myself to hate him he's such a fucking warrior and that's exactly how the, how i feel about the white hungry box like competes and, and carries himself that way
0: what was especially crazy about that is that that's actually the moment where people start chanting fuck Xbox" in the crowd like that's the that's the chant that happens after your set and i think there's like a moment where you two look at each other and you sort of understand yeah this sucks like this is totally not cool Uh, But there's not really much to do about it. You just walk off the stage and you do your thing. And he gets the moment that he's been waiting for, where he is so close to winning a Genesis over and over again, is always like in the top four, just short. And it's actually... It's Axe. It's it's Pikachu Axe who's going to go up to play against him in Grand Finals. So you went down to Losers and you played against Axe and you actually took a game, which is awesome because... This wow! Is... I actually
1: took a game. <laughs> yes, that's crazy.
0: Yes, he did, and uh, and uh, I was like, I was so proud just watching it retro retro, like actively looking back. I was like, let's go, Kevin! You won a game. This is so cool yeah. because, because because Axe is is the Marth killer. I mean, it's still not lost to a Marth in bracket since whatever line it was ago, but like Axe had to beat Zane just to make it into top eight. Like, that was the top eight qualifier set, which is wild to think about, by the way. But he gets all the way up to Grands from starting off in top eight losers, like, going all the way up and going through Plup, who he hadn't beat in, like, three years at that point. It's just wild. Really? Yeah, so then they play against each other. The timeout game happens in game three where they go to time and Hungerbox wins that and then wins game five pretty convincingly just in the sense that Axe just sort of run out of answers because Hungrybox has got that experience at that point. He's got EVO 2016 by that point. So he's he's the player that most people know him by now. Although I can't really say that anymore. There's the online H box too, but all that to say yeah, He got his first he got his first Genesis at Genesis six, and yes, you stood in the way, however a brief a time. It was still really awesome. You still kept it you know respectable. You didn't get force stocked, you didn't get trashed around or anything. It's just, you yeah. know, Hungry Box is an amazing competitor.
1: For sure. Yeah, I actually spoke to SFAT recently, Because um, we were playing some doubles just you know recreationally for fun i'm not getting back into doubles so don't 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 <laughs> tell them you know,
0: about your captain really falcon, falcon kevin tell them
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i was like i was like zach let me take the pikachu he's like oh, okay i was like i'm the best barth versus pikachu in the world which which is a horrible claim by the way but uh, zach starts laughing i was like what's so funny dude like like what's what's zane's record on axe and he doesn't say anything like what's rishi's record on X? And I start naming every Marth player. I was like, like, what's their record on Axe? You know, they not fucking tell me. And you know, I was like, who won the last time? Who who beat Axe the last time? Like, I'm pretty sure it was me. Like nine years ago, you put some <laughs> respect on my name. I'm the best player in the world against Pikachu. <laughs> uh, and I was like, disregard that. I lost him twenty times in a row. And Zach said something really funny. He's like, he's like, yeah, like you helped write the book on on. Uh, losing 20 times in a row and then i was like yeah and and like now you're writing the next chapter and we both like start laughing so fucking hard dude like yeah so fucking funny just a great moment between zach and i and and you know while we're talking about zach i i also want to send a PSA out to the world that zach is probably the most misunderstood competitor in smash and i i think um just like the the greater world uh and you know the people of smash are really failing him and and just failing the community at large by being such such adverse like babies to what he's about and um just makes me sad to see to be honest i wish that people were more kind about this kind of thing um you know and this this goes for for all competitors like sure it's really fun to like shit on zach sure it's really fun to shit on like salem when he's acting a fool and or or hungry box when he has like a shit take or laughing when he says you know this shit about minimum wage uh Um, yeah yeah yeah. i remember that yep (laughs) but uh you know at, at the end of the day i think a lot of these people on the internet uh they need to not take life so seriously and and they also need to stop looking at these Smash players under a microscope so heavy and just fucking give him a break, man. Like, please. Like, that's my best friend. Uh, and I, I hate getting involved in any amount of drama, so this is like the one and only time I'm, I'm going to say a PSA about it. So, uh, yeah, I just had to take up those three minutes. Thank you, Jesse.
0: Absolutely. No, Kevin, I think that I, I wasn't going to ask you to do anything mm-hmm. like that, but I think it's awesome that you feel the need to do that because that just shows like the friend that you are. And I think just to briefly add on to that, how what do I know? I've I've interviewed SVAT before, that's true, and I've talked to you a little bit, yes. And so do I know you in a way other than an hour-long conversation? No, I don't. And I don't really know Mango at all other than of what I've seen him play in his streams and stuff. So why do I feel the need or why does anybody feel the need to get out their phone and start talking trash? Because what? Because they heard somebody else say it? Like that is that is the part to me that I... Feel like is the 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 damningest thing. Just being like, yes, people are talking about it publicly, so public discourse will ensue. But what you're gonna immediately go after somebody because some internet parasocial stranger tells you to? That that's the part that's a little odd to me. And yeah, yeah man, I wouldn't want to see it on on. I wouldn't really want to see that on a lot of people. But in this case, I I'm sure it's mostly. Misunderstanding plus mango with the biggest stream for melee, all that stuff. That's that's the tricky part.
1: Yeah. Another weird thing is like <laughs> that same day, mango and Zach hashed it out. They didn't say anything about it online, but they hashed it out. the The internet doesn't know that, and and now you know a lot of people on the internet are gonna carry that sentiment into like three years down the line and all that bullshit. And I just hate that shit, man. Just just let it go and go. Go live your life. I, I know the funny thing is to tell people to go touch grass and shit. Uh but you know, honestly, just just don't don't worry about all that kind of stuff. And whatever opinion you have, uh it does affect people. So like I don't I don't think that you should just think twice. What I'm trying to say is you should think twice before you send that tweet. Um the end.
0: That's the perfect way to put it. And the great way to t- say touch grass besides that is what new album have you listened to lately? This is something that I just wanted to make sure I hit you with. Cause I know you, how much you Go love ahead. new music. What have you been listening was, to recently? I was
1: actually Jesse, I was going to ask you if you weren't going to bring it up with me. So, so this is great. Uh, two albums that I've been going absolutely fucking hamburgers with lately <laughs> is the miseducation of Lauren Hill, miseducation of Lauren Hill, fucking amazing album. Let's see, I think this came out in, in uh, what is it, 97 or something? 98? Uh, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, R&B slash, slash rap, I guess, album. The roots of it are, are in hip-hop from, from Lauryn Hill, and that is absolutely amazing. Everyone should go check that out. Second, Come Away With Me by Nora Jones. Absolutely an album for moms. And my mom loves that fucking album. That's like some real coffee on a saturday morning type beat and everyone should go check that shit out i have been absolutely spamming the shit out of those two albums and so you all should too
0: i love how you say you're going hamburgers on and spamming the shit out of it oh that's awesome uh so for me i saw this viral twitter clip of of ray charles and jamie Foxx playing piano together during the filming of ray which is a music release uh, like 2004 or whatever and so i listened to ray charles like deep dive i just go on his spotify and i press shuffle and this is just some like i'm just walking away I- i've heard like best of albums but i went a little bit deeper than that because i listened for like a few hours and that's just what a talent i mean. I I think I remember something about all the you know craziness of life of performance blah 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 I think that's what the movie is mostly about the movie that was released with Jamie Foxx starring as Ray Charles but like artistically like so impressive like the voice and the piano playing I was I was, was blown away so like I know that's a little bit more basic because honestly I've heard the name Nora Jones before but I don't I don't think I've heard the other name before either or the the Lauren Laura Hill, Hill one mm-hmm. right so I'll have to go check those out.
1: Yeah, uh, Lauren Hill is absolutely a fucking classic, uh, you know, in, in the era and the genre. Nora Jones, that album won, like, five Grammys or something. Lauren Hill also won, like, five Grammys for that album. Uh, so, you know, also also basic in its own right, but yeah, really great. Uh, really randomly, I want to talk about two other songs, not by these artists. You talk about Ray Charles, and I just want to bring up an amazing fucking song by Stevie Wonder. And that's isn't she lovely? That song's about his daughter and he's talking about how lovely she is and you know, you know, isn't she pretty? Isn't you know, isn't she wonderful? Just think about it. He's never seen her in his life. He's blind. Isn't she lovely? It's even more beautiful.
0: Oh, it's the second awesome. one that I want
1: to talk about uh, is a song that I used to listen to as a young teen. And this is a band that usually gets a few scoffs and, you know, people kind of make fun of you for listening to it. But I actually recently revisited some of their albums and that's Motherfucking Coldplay, a guilty pleasure of mine. (laughs) And the song Yellow, the song Yellow by Coldplay. He's, He's singing about, you know, and it's all yellow, talking about, you know, all these amazing things, comparing it like to the beauty of the stars. This is actually about his former wife, Gwyneth Paltrow and her yellow hair. And I recently learned that and I'm obsessed with that fact. Uh, and and so, you know, when I listen to that song, uh, I can't stop thinking about like how beautiful of a song it is, you know, despite it being Coldplay. And I have to laugh at myself a little bit for listening to Coldplay in 2022, but it's still great.
0: Can I recommend a Stevie, uh, Stevie Wonder song that I don't, I think it goes under the radar, uh, Overjoyed. Sure. Have you ever heard that song before? i've just Uh, everjoyed overjoyed yes
1: overjoyed
0: overjoyed yes i think it's i think it's so beautiful no you should check it out uh at some point i i don't i couldn't even tell you what album it comes off of but i'm listening to isn't she lovely or something else by stevie wonder at my parents house like a while ago a long time ago and my mom says oh jesse play overjoyed and i'm like oh great a deep dive because i'm a basic boy i have to admit it but I listened to that song and it's so wonderful. I was blown away. Like even the first time listening to it, I think that basic boys like me who need to hear something different over and over again before finally starting to like it, I liked it on the first play. And like, I still go back to it. I I love that song. So I I would recommend anybody check out Overjoyed.
1: Cool. I I just muted. Listen to a few seconds. Never heard it. I'll listen to it right when we finish.
0: Awesome. Really cool. We're we're over an hour here or getting about to it. And yes, we didn't get a chance to talk about everything, but it would be so hard to summarize seven Genesis tournaments, plus talk about Genesis 8 being moved back. It'd be so tough. But the good news is that there will be lots and lots and lots of content for the people who are watching now. You would hopefully know that by now where this Genesis event running to help fundraise, lost damages, lost money that Bobak, Sheridan, uh, everybody else on the Genesis team had to, had to hold. Because I need to make this as clear as possible for someone who may or may not be listening to this, who would, for some odd reason, even though you're in this deep, would not know. But I just need to say it. This is not a multi-billion dollar operation. This is not the big corporate fat cats of the world. This is not... Uh, an organization that says, yeah, sure, $100,000, whatever. These are real people. And when something like that happens, it means the potential... the potential, like, uh, no Genesis tournaments ever again. That's what it ultimately leads up to, is that that might never be the case again, that there would be a Genesis 12 and 20 and so on. So that's the whole reason why we're here to do that. I would just encourage anybody... I'm sure you can type in exclamation donate or however it's going to be for the actual event, but we'll, we'll make it clear for you while you're watching. And so please, whatever you can give, just please donate and we really appreciate it.
1: If I could say one thing about that as well. Uh, I have known the people of the Genesis staff since before they were the Genesis staff. Uh, These, especially Bobak and Sheridan were two people who were amazing mentors for me at a young age and, you know, always took it upon themselves to, like, kind of watch over me when I was really young at these tournaments. These two people were were some of the first to actually meet my parents as well and really, you know, put a face to the community for them. And these two people have just impacted my life so positively. And, you know, I really urge all of you to consider donating and, you know, as this is going on. Hopefully you see me in the chat right now. spamming exclamation mark donate. Right as this happening right now, I'm be donating a hundred dollars in your chat. So be sure to follow suit in some way. Let's and go. Uh, so yeah. Uh, everyone also look out for my double show match which is happening on Friday. I don't know if this is public knowledge yet. Let's go and, uh, yeah Let's go. there is there's is a double show match Zach and I against two Young Guns, Run Riot, and Tempo. We're no giving these way. a no, shot at way, the champs, dude. and uh, so yeah. Hope everyone's excited.
0: I'm so excited. Sorry, I had to draw back so hard just now. That is going to be awesome. I'm very excited about it. Okay, so Run Riot and Tempo. Where where are they? Like in the U.S.? Aren't they like somewhere Midwest-ish? I'm generalizing so hard here. I just I can't think remember.
1: More, more on the east side of of the U.S., so it's not going to be, you know, LAN, but it'll be fine. Fuck be it, good, let's regardless. run it. And uh, we just want to give these these young guns a shot at the champs, as I said, and, and uh, you know, win or lose, no johns. I'm out there, and I'm going to compete. It's going to be my first time competing uh, in in quite some time, and so I hope you all enjoy that shit.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. What if you get another moment where... Uh, and the offhand chance this is very unlikely but what if you lose and then Sfat says well let's run it back hundred dollars two hundred dollars yeah congratulations for getting your moment in the sun i'm like five hundred dollars richer now i'm gonna take that w home and eat some <laughs> eat some of my goat yeah. meal
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know we'll see we'll just have to see we'll see if that old competitor takes over my body again and and uh we'll see how much fight i got in me
0: Awesome. Well, looking forward to that Friday night. Yes. Pew Fat versus Tempo and Run Riot. That'll be super awesome to watch. And for everybody who's been sticking around this long, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.
1: Peace out everyone. Thanks again for having me, Jesse.
0: Awesome to have you on Kevin.